Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 in Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it's too bad that uh, people don't wake up this early to listen to the show. You know, like yeah. 533 is kind of a big ask for some people. Yeah. At least they should know that when they listen to the podcast later on today, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. The way I see it, you know, they got that little uh, cafe in there, in the Marcotte Ford. Yeah, I know. Lug nuts. I like the sound of that. I ain't waiting for your car to get repaired. You can grab a, you can grab a pretzel or a burger. Can't beat that. I don't see many other dealerships doing that, Steve. But you know what? Uh, what's really important today is uh, the Patriots are a god awful football team. We'll be talking with Scott Cohen about that later on. Well, enough about the Patriots. Uh, I got something really, really important. I don't like to get political. Okay. But I'm going to get political. Uh, so you're okay. in for that after 6 o'clock. It's 534 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 with uh, Joan Jett. Oh, Rock yeah. 102. Always, uh, always lovely to hear from that gal. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 65. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Matthew Perry was laid to rest Friday at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Los Angeles. Not surprisingly, the other five friends... Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, <laughs> Courtney, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, mm-hmm. and uh, David Schwimmer were all there. The only other celebrity known to be in attendance was Keith Morrison from Dateline. What's a stepdad? Well, he's yeah, he's married to Matthew's mother. I yeah. didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, on a more hopeful note, the Matthew Perry Foundation, which Matthew was planning to start before his death, launched on Friday. Its mission, according to its new website, is to help people struggling with the disease of addiction. All right. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a, not a star-studded event. Only with those five. You think he would have had like Selma Hayek and all that other good stuff? Well, you you think so, but yeah. You know, on the other hand, you know, maybe it was meant to be like a private thing, just you know, family and friends. Yeah, they're they're saving the big one. For yes. Later. Yeah, the more like the the more public memorial. They're they're all they're all going to meet at Central Park this afternoon. Yes. For one last cup of coffee. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Because he would have wanted it that way. He would have wanted it that way. Michael Uh, J. Fox. uh, Michael J. Fox might be one of the most badass people on the planet. He's still plugging along despite the physical toll Parkinson's disease has taken on his body. In recent years, he's broken both arms and one shoulder, his orbital bone and cheek, one of his hands, which he then almost lost to infection. Still, he's not worried about what the future holds. Quote, one day I'll run out of gas. One day I'll just say it's not going to happen. I'm not going out today. If that comes, I'll allow myself that. I'm 62 years old. Certainly, if I were to pass away tomorrow, it would be premature, but it wouldn't be unheard of. And so, no, I don't fear that. Yeah. He, uh, subject to a lot of falls. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a disease where you can't control anything on your body. That has got to be one of the most like horrible things to experience, to have to 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 have your body deteriorate like that. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I know a, a, a number of people mm. who have it. It's awful. Um, I still like how he had a good sense of humor and went on Curb Your Enthusiasm and was wearing boots in the apartment above Larry David. Yes. And Larry David was complaining that he was making too much noise because of his his disease that was... <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and Missy Elliott uh, Moore were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Friday. The ceremony streamed live on Disney+. And because it was not a single rock act inducted this year, almost nobody watched it. Cheryl Crow kind of like set herself up for that by being part of the thing last year for Dolly Parton. Is that what that whole thing was? I don't know if they set her up for that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> The whole thing is a the whole Jan Wenner thing and the, the Hall of Fame. It's such a phony scam. There's so many other bands that should have gone in long before Dolly Parton or Missy Elliott or who else was in there? Uh, what did I just say? Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Nothing. Nothing. Anything wrong with those artists? But you know the the way they've excluded people to me is. Is shameless. Yeah. Actress Laura Dern introduced Cheryl Crow and called her a badass goddess. Cheryl performed with help from Olivia Rodrigo, Stevie Nicks, and Peter Frampton. Willie Nelson performed with Crow, Dave Matthews, and Chris Stapleton after he was inducted. Uh, Matthews was one of the ones who did the honors for Willie. Andrew Ridgely from Wham mm-hmm. inducted George Michael. Well, that, was a, that was appropriate. It was weird that he wasn't there to accept that award. Yeah, well... Uh... He's got a lot going on. Tom Morello. He, he got stuck in a bathroom somewhere the, uh, on a roadside. Uh, yeah, it's permanently. Yeah. Uh, Tom Morello was the only member of Rage that t- attended the ceremony. Because everybody was so angry at him. I guess so. The band was in- inducted by Ice-T. Kate Bush was not able to attend the ceremony, but didn't say why. She was inducted by Big Boy from Outcast and St. Vincent uh, saying, Running up that hill in her honor. She was not there because she has a fear of flying, which is one of the reasons why she has almost hardly ever performed in the United States. Really? That is true. So she drive around on a tour bus? She does, She barely leaves uh, Europe. Don't we need a modern-day Richie Valens big bopper scenario? I think we've had enough of those. No, I mean, like that would be the one for this generation. <laughs> Yes, yes, this this generation's very much in tune with a 65-year-old woman. Uh, Elton John's longtime songwriter, Ber- Bernie Taupin, was uh, uh, inducted in the musical excellence category. Elton inducted him, then performed Tiny Dancer for him. Everybody really just came to see Elton. Yeah, they don't, you know, no one goes to see Bernie Taupin, otherwise just they'll just watch him on a well, laptop writing lyrics. Elton gets all the pomp for that. Yeah, but you know, know what? Bernie, Bernie gets all the money, too. Yeah, that's true, too. I guess Bernie Bernie really doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Go sing your stupid yeah, little what, song what, that I wrote for you. Why don't you write another hit? Here's yeah. some words to sing. What's this one called? Flatulence in a Jar. You're going to kill at it, dude. And you know what? He probably would sell a million records. Of course he would. Yeah. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan? And Al Cooper also got Musical Excellence Awards. DJ Cool Herc. And guitarist Link Ray got the Musical Influence Award. And Soul Train founder Don Cornelius received the Amit Erdogan Erdogan. Erdogan Award. So there you go. He Uh, also did not show up to accept his award. 
No, he did not. Jimmy Page made a surprise appearance to induct Link Ray and perform in his honor. That's cool. Wow. That's real cool. Yeah, well, I missed the whole thing. I didn't see it. Yeah, most people missed the whole thing. I was uh, more upset over the Patriots and their performance yesterday. Yeah, that was a real kick in the teeth. I couldn't even bear to see uh, Morello from Rage Against the Machine. He was the only guy that played well. And did you know that after 35 seasons, Homer Simpson will no longer strangle Bart? In a recent episode, he said he doesn't do that anymore because, quote, times have changed. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, that's probably for the best. And Kim Kardashian went to a film festival and was glistening on the red carpet. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much time on the carpet was when Ray J played Like a Rolling Stone on the Harmonica in that sex (laughs) tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Caitlin? He went to Piano Man, too. (laughs) Oh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once, uh, I once, I once munched on the peach gobbler. <laughs> hard to spit out, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's hard to spit out when you got it full of your mouth. Uh, coot smooch to the dreamsicle. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I knitted a tongue sweater that I sold at Finger Hut. Do you remember Finger Hut from the 80s? I don't know if I do, but I'm trying to think of the sweater. It's like uh, French. Ki- <laughs> it's like French kissing Abe Lincoln. It was my own personal Gettysburg. <laughs> is that a limb? Yes, it is. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash at Rock One Two. I am for you. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, what can I say? To me, the very basic rules of football are quite simple. Get the ball into the end zone, try to make sure the other guys don't, and try not to throw an interception to Jartavius Martin when you're desperately trying to get into field goal range with 30 seconds left in the clock. It's right there in the rule book. Don't hit the guy wearing a uniform that doesn't look like the one you're wearing. The inventors of football could not have written the rule any more clearly, and yet Mac Jones found a way to do it anyway. As a result of this breakdown in fundamental football, the New England Patriots were beaten at home by the Washington Commanders, who, I should point out, are not that good either. Consider this. Hypothetically speaking, if the Commanders were in a different division and a different conference, such as the AFC East, they would be next to last place with a record of four wins and five losses. The only thing that might have prevented them from being in last place would be the New England Patriots with a record of two wins and seven losses. Currently, they have the worst record in the entire conference. There's absolutely nobody who's worse. Granted, the NFC certainly has its share of teams of garbage, But with the AFC's worst record, comparing anybody else to the Patriots right now doesn't really seem like a fair comparison. Let's review the rules one more time. They didn't find the end zone when they needed to. They let Washington fight it instead. And they failed that whole section of the rule book that mentions throwing late interceptions to Jartavius Martin to get yourself in the field goal range. The result prevented the Patriots from tying things up and potentially winning the game in overtime. But no! The Patriots decided that the next best thing to do was lose one more time. Now, this Sunday, they're going to be in Frankfurt, Germany to face the Indianapolis Colts. Here's my question to you. If they blow that game, 
Would it be possible to leave them there? Because they're certainly not doing anybody any good in Foxborough. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know why you can only get Benjamin Moore paint at independent stores like Rocky's? Because Rocky's paint experts have hours upon hours of training. They help you avoid costly mistakes. Good people, paint people, and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 611 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, let's see. We got uh, Scott Cohen coming up yeah. a little bit later on. We'll also have uh, tickets to the upcoming Grunge Fest uh, at the uh, Four Seasons by the Lake. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on today. Sweet. Um, I don't like to get political. No, I know. At all. I know you don't. But you know what? I finally found something. I finally found a hill I can die on in the political <laughs> world. <laughs> Let's end this daylight saving thing. What the hell is, what, what is this? This is ridiculous. Steve, you, you just can't end it. Yes, the, you can. No, the whole world will be cast into chaos. No, it won't. I don't understand it. We've had this argument, I don't know how many times, every every six months, that this has has come up, we talk about this and how unnecessary it is. And I don't understand why we can't come to an agreement going, you know what, just abolish this. We, they had everybody's hopes up high back mm-hmm. in March saying, we're going to, this is the last time we're going to do this. And then it failed by the time it got to the Senate. Well, let me see if I can try to explain this to you. Yeah. Industrialized societies usually follow a clock-based schedule for daily activities that do not change throughout the course of the year. You know that already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the time of day that individuals begin and end work or school and the coordination of mass transit, for example, usually remain constant year-round. In uh, contrast, an agrarian society's daily routine for work and personal conduct are more likely governed by the length of daylight hours and by solar time, which changes seasonally uh, seasonally uh, because the Earth's uh, axial tilt north and south of the tropics, daylight uh, lasts longer in summer and shorter in winter, with the effects becoming greater the farther yeah. one moves away from the equator. I, I, I couldn't, I, I don't know how it could be clearer. Uh, well, I just read that on, on Wikipedia as well, and uh, I still don't get it. I don't understand what, what's the difference if you, what if we didn't do the fall back thing? Well, first of all, uh, I wasn't on uh, Wikipedia. That was uh, off the top of my head. Well, somebody copied that from Wikipedia. No, that was uh, literally something. That's always been my rationale for uh, daylight savings time. Okay. Anyway, uh, I had a second point, but then I lost it. Well, there you go. Uh, my point was that I don't know why we keep doing this, and it's it's just a – like I'm sitting on the couch yesterday. It's like, uh, I don't know, 4.30. It feels like 9.30. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just unnatural. You know, I, uh, I struggled yesterday uh, a little bit with this because I had to change the time on my microwave oven and on my, uh, on my uh, gas range. Yeah. And uh, that took quite a long period of time. Now, I, I uh, per- personally, I, I prefer when it's not dark by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm, right. not, a, I'm not a real big fan. But I endure, Steve, because I got tougher skin than, than it appears. I can yeah. handle it. I'll, uh, I know it's coming to an end, and I know when it does come to an end, everything will be, uh, will be uh, perfect again. I'm not one of these uh, seasonally affected people that uh, that has a problem with this. I am. I am. I have a huge problem with this whole thing. And 
you know, it seems that all of our problems could be solved if we just abolish this thing. All of the problems? All of the problems. Everything. Think about it. How many times has this come up in government that, oh, you know what? This is the year. This is the year we're finally going to eradicate it. And that's been going on since as long as I've been alive. Yeah. And they haven't Well, you would think that if, if there were so many people that were against it, and I think that probably constitutes about 99.99% of every American yeah. is against it, and uh, and they don't do it, then there must be some other reason that they're not telling us. I don't know if it's Illuminati. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, some sort of... Uh, Freemason type of thing. I don't even, I have no idea. Listen. But something is preventing this well, from happening. It, despite all the uh, the arguments for it, none of them seem to uh, hold much water with the with the average uh, dude like you and or me. No, they don't hold any water. I'm just willing to endure it because no one's listening to me except you people. But this is what I'm talking about. This is this is the thing. If we can get, uh, we if we can eliminate this, we can do anything. Think about it. The presidential, the the first presidential candidate that comes along and says, on day one, executive order, and I'm eliminating daylight saving time. Like, I, that would be the guy I would vote for. Right. I don't care about anything else on your platform. You could be the kookiest person on the face of the planet, mm -hmm. but if you live, if you if you start with that one. I'm not. I'm gonna get rid of this. This is. I'm gonna be the guy to get rid of this. That's the guy I want to vote for. Right. That's the guy that's gonna solve the world's problem. Let me throw this at you. Let's say that uh, the candidate you're talking about says we're gonna get rid of uh, of daylight savings time. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, his next policy change would be say. Uh, uh, have something to do with sodomy. I don't care. We're we're, we're already we're, no. It's just this one thing. If that one thing changed, you could do whatever you want. You're already doing it. We've already seen enough. All right. We've already seen enough problems come out of this government. Let's fix things. Let's get this done. But how do you feel about the sodomy? I'm okay with the sodomy. Because I feel like I'm getting some of that we're having daylight saving time. Well, say let's uh, let's say uh, like sodomy would be eradicated. Like no, no more sodomy. All right. For those fine. who are big fans of it, yeah, uh, that's the trade-off. We get rid of daylight savings time, but now sodomy is a federal crime. Okay, fine. Really? Yeah. You're that passionate about I'm very, this? Th I'm very that passionate about it. Is there? Anything else that the that a new president could do to get you off no. that uh, that no. whole thing about the daylight savings it's, time? I'll vote for whoever. Whoever is the first person to say, you know what, day one when I'm in that White House, daylight saving time is going to be eradicated, and that's the platform that I'm running on. That would be the guy I would vote for. You know, for a guy who um, steadfastly has no passion for any politics at, yeah. at, at any level, well, I this is a very passionate issue for you. I found my groove. I finally found something. I found the hill I'm going to die on. It's okay. this one. Okay. <laughs> Let's say... <clears throat> You're big on this uh, eliminating daylight savings yeah. time thing. Let's just say it's that's the case. By the way, I was corrected. It's daylight saving time. Whatever. It's not like a savings account where you're yielding 3% uh, interest per year. Okay. Daylight saving time. Uh, okay. Let's say you're, you're, you're in on that. But I offer you mm -hmm. $10 and a fish dinner. 
Would that change your mind? Uh, now you're now you're kind of sweetening the deal a little bit. Well, see now I've taken I've taken sodomy right. off the yeah. table and I've put a fish dinner in front of you well, with a ten dollar bill. All right, uh, what kind of fish? Cod. What kind of ten dollar bill? A crisp one. Uh, one from the United States, though, right? Yeah, it's so not it's like got, a Canadian uh, Canuck dollar. It's got it? Alexander Hamilton right on the, okay. right on the front of it. All right, but it's real. It's but, not one of those motion picture ten dollar bills. No, right? this is a real live ten dollar bill. All right. Well, Not even Monopoly money. It's like like in my wallet. I go to I I, I got this from the bank. Here's ten dollars and a fish dinner. You know what? I was really hell bent on this whole thing, but now that you mentioned it, ten dollars and a fish dinner. Sounds, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll vote for yeah, you. Now that I'm finally talking yeah. sense to you. Yeah. Now yeah, that yeah. I'm now where I'm tickling you where you where your uh, where it feels good. Food. I'm always I'm a sucker for food. See, I mean, here I was thinking you're a sucker for sodomy. Well, listen, I mean, if if daylight saving uh, came with, uh, you know, like charcuterie boards, uh, listen, uh, we're going to make everything better on everybody. These two days of the year, we have donuts and muffins and like, you know, have a, like, a, like a spread, like a spread to yes. celebrate your misery yes. that you're, you're dealing with, with your lack of sleep or too much sleep, depending on which time of the year it is. When If we don't do that... You know, there's no food involved. Okay. But you're offering me not only food, but cash on top yeah, of that. Yeah, cash on top of that. Right. For not doing anything about daylight saving. Now, here's the catch. What? You can't eat the fish dinner until it's dark out. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's... I can do that. Well, it's dinner time thing anyway. Well, actually, it's a little bit early. It's the early bird special. Now, will you go out for me and I'll pick up some people around the corner in my car? I yeah, got, I got that minivan. I can pick pack like four or five different people in there. I'll give everybody like a, a Bax and Nagel T-shirt or one of them hockey All right. shirts. All right. Well, now now I'm kind of like I'm I'm kind of going back on this daylight savings thing. I am going to confront Richie Neal about this at the Mayflower Marathon. <laughs> like what? Listen, listen. Yeah. Of all yeah. the years you've been arguing about all kinds of stuff, why is this one the one yeah. we can't get over? Yeah, uh, Congressman, you have been in the United States Congress since the 1980s. Yeah, seems to me you're doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, the stuff that people really care about. Care about what? It's this one thing that. Most everybody wants to change and and just keep the same way the whole year round. Why is this so hard for somebody to come to an agreement? You, people are like, well, it's because of the farmers. No, it's not because of the farmers. You know what? It's 2023. They have lights on the tractors now. They don't care what time it is. Sometimes the fields have lights. Yeah. The, yeah. Ca- the, the cow crap needs to be shoveled no matter what time of the day it is. You just have lighting to do it. Yeah. I don't understand. The kids in school, who cares? It's the kids waiting at a bus stop in the dark? Oh, no. <laughs> What's going to happen? They're going to get to school on time. Wow. It's just, uh, I, I'm done with it. I'm done with it, but uh, the 10 bucks and a fish dinner sounds like a pretty good It's 623 with Bax and... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 627 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. We've got Scott Cohen coming up next hour. We'll also get uh, some tickets to give away for the Grunge Fest coming to the Four Seasons by the Lake. And there's some other stuff uh, going on today, too, but we'll let you know more about that later. Sweet. Do you want to uh, Do you want to laugh? I do. All right. Let's laugh. 
It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I unusual. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Uh, why do... Why did this just... Uh, oh, yeah. Why do dancers wear loose trousers? I don't know. Why do dancers wear loose trousers? For the ballroom. God! Get it, <laughs> Maybe I should wear some loose ones to the ball this weekend. <laughs> 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Technicians get to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRumHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the third suspect, uh, the final suspect uh, in the tragic shooting in Holyoke last month is scheduled to be in court today. 28-year-old Kermit Alvarez of Holyoke is expected to be arraigned on murder charges on Monday in Holyoke District Court. He surrendered to authorities Friday morning. It's the third suspect charged in connection with a shooting that led to the death of a newborn baby. Prosecutors say an altercation between three men ended in gunfire, with one of the rounds striking a city bus, hitting a pregnant woman who was seated on board. The victim was taken to the hospital where she gave birth to a baby who then passed away. Alvarez has been on the run since the shooting and on Maple and Sargent Streets on October 4th and landed a spot on the state police's 10 most wanted list. The two other suspects in the case, 30-year-old John Luis Sanchez of, uh, and 22-year-old Alejandro Ramos, both of Holyoke, were arrested shortly after the shooting, and both men have already been arraigned on uh, murder charges. Well, at least uh, he's in custody now. Thank God. Uh, you know, be on the run for a month, over a month. But they got him. Well, they got him because you know what? Who wh- you have to? Uh, it's not like you, you got into a fight and you beat some guy up over you know uh, some money or something like that. You'd probably have a lot of people that would say, "All right, man, you can hang out here and hide out until the until the heat heat yeah. is up." But when you did something like this, I can't imagine there's too many people that would want to take you in. For what you done did. No, I would think uh, everybody uh, in your life would be turning on you like a uh, like a dime, uh, on a dime, turning like you turning on, on a dime. On a, that's turn, what I, that's what I meant to turning say. Turning like a page, turning like a what would you turn like? Uh, you turn the page. Yeah, yeah, sure. You turn like a UPS driver, lefts only or rights only. What is it? Rights? It's rights. It's all rights, rights only. Rights only. I believe. All right. Uh, Two people are without a home uh, Sunday morning after a fire at 35 Copley Terrace Saturday night. According to the Springfield Fire Department, one person was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. No word yet on what may have caused the fire, but the arson and bomb squad are investigating. Uh, There was... Oh, yeah, this guy. A man was rescued from the woods in Blanford on Saturday after being accidentally shot with an arrow by his hunting partner. (sighs) Yikes. You know, uh, were they were they friendly? I, I, like like when Dick Cheney accidentally uh, shot his friend in the yeah. face. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 to me, it's like uh, that's wow. and they can re- remain friends. That's that's the thing. It's well, like if someone shot me with an arrow, I got to tell you, I'm a assa- I'm reassessing this entire friendship. Yeah. Do you, do you think they remained friends, or do you think it was one of those? Let's just do this for political purposes and pretend like you know I'm not mad at you. For yeah. doing that. Imagine me. that. Yo, Brohammer. 
Yeah. He's like, I, no, that's it. Friends are friendship is over. Around 3 p.m., Mass State Police received a call from a hunter who said he accidentally shot his hunting partner with an arrow. The two were in the woods off Russell, Russell Stage Road in Blanford. The hunters were located at the north of the 32.4-mile marker on the Mass Pike. By 5 p.m., Westfield EMS took him to the hospital. No word on the extent of injuries. Russell Police and Fire assisted the uh, state police, the Environmental Police, and the MSP drone unit. That's, uh, you, uh, you gotta look where you're shooting that thing. Uh, I know for me, I would probably never hunt again. Well, I wouldn't even know why I would go out and hunt to to begin with. Because you love nature, you love killing stuff. No, it's, you know what it is? I don't have the patience for that. I don't have the patience to hunt. It's not that I don't, you know, I... It's not that I couldn't go out and do hunting. I just don't want to. I did it once. Yeah. Uh, this goes back uh, to my uh, my college years where some of my friends said, let's go out deer hunting. I'm like, well, one, I don't have a gun. I don't have a license. I don't have a license to gun. I have a license to hunt. That's okay. Come out with us. So I went out, and uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> I hated every damn second of it. Yeah, I did too. When I was uh, when I was like sixteen, my dad got me a he got me a Remington sixteen gauge shotgun. Really, for my birthday, I had a Remington steel razor. That's about as close well, as I ever I, came to a res- yeah, uh, Remington. Yeah, close enough. It's the same same level of danger <laughs> <laughs> and effectiveness. Yeah, uh, but but he got me the gun, and I and I took a hunter safety course. I did the whole thing. I did the whole uh, kit and caboodle. Got mm. to get, uh, learn, and then we, then I would go deer hunting. With my friends, but I would go like deer hunting with my friends after school, like in the afternoon. Okay, a, a couple hours before it got dark, you go out there and you do it. The, the people that get really into it. My brother took me one time. Again, I'm 16, 17 years old. He takes me. He's like, "We're getting up and we're going out early in the morning." So we get up. It's sub-zero temperatures. Mm-hmm. We drive. It's like four thirty in the morning, yeah. And we drive like forty five minutes to get to this land that somebody owned, and mm-hmm. it's like hills, and it's it's there's snow everywhere. Uh, it's just not an enjoyable time, and you can't fire the gun until after the sun comes up. The right. idea is for you to sit there and wait, and just wait, and wait, and wait, and wait, and maybe. Maybe you'll be lucky that uh, you know uh, Bambi's dad will be coming through the uh, the trees. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. And and, and uh, so so here's my thing. So when when I went with my friends, right? Um, I like you. You're in sub zero temperatures. You're you're freezing. The only thing keeping you alive are the the room temperature. You know, Keystone lights that you brought. Yeah. And uh, the thing I found is, one, I don't like killing stuff. And then, two, I don't like touching stuff after they've been killed. Yeah. That's well, it's a real bugaboo of mine. That's, uh, that, that's your, that's your hang-up about it. Yeah. My hang-up about it is going out in the woods at 4.45 or you know 5.15 in the morning and waiting for the sun to come up in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. In hopes that I might find a, a large animal that I can actually shoot, because then there's all these rules: you can't shoot the uh, the females unless mm-hmm. you got one of them special tags. You can't shoot the uh, the baby deer. You can't, you know, there's like you gotta have certain amount. Of, I don't know, whatever the whatever the rules are. 
I, I wanted no part of it. And, and when I showed up to the, uh, the the hunting group of guys, yeah, I was the only one wearing sneakers. So then, uh, you know, I had to get roused by my brother's friends. Oh, you gonna sneak up on the deer? Ha ha ha! Ah, hunted jokes. I don't know. I don't know how the deer don't get scared away when you do that with the with the beer can when you're drinking in the woods. You when, you, yeah. when you're smoking cigarettes out there, it's just now listen. Hard to imagine an animal that wouldn't find that to be unusual. It's not that I'm against hunting because hunting is needed. You know, all the people that complain about deer hunting and stuff, you need to do that. Sure. You need to keep the population down. There's guys out there that go do that. I just don't need to be macho enough to go out and do it. I don't care. I, I, I'm not either. And, and here's the problem. I Again, I have. No, if you're a hunter, I got no problem with that. That's, you know, that's if that's what you do, that's cool. It's just not what I do. I also know that if I'm out in the woods and I'm down six or seven Keystone lights. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, and I don't know if you've ever seen somebody do this, when they get loaded, they become emotional. Yes, they do. So if I were to accidentally kill something, it wouldn't be like, Yahoo, I killed something. It'd be like, oh my God, I killed it. And I would feel guilt, and I would feel remorse, and I would feel drunk, and I would feel very emotional. So you know what? Uh, I don't want to be out in the woods and get no. emotional with a bunch of guys wearing no. blaze orange and who smell like deer piss. That's not yeah. that's not what I want to do. This is one of these things where, I, again, I don't have a problem with you doing it. It's just not going to be me doing it. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll be a douche other way. I'm a Peloton douche. I stay inside and ride yeah. a bike inside of my house. That's my douchey thing. Your douchey thing is going out into the woods at 5 o'clock in the morning and freezing your ass off in hopes that you might get something. It's the same level of douchiness. It's just two different things. Yeah, you're just focused. Yeah, your yeah, your focus is different. Yeah, we have different goals. <laughs> I'm trying to beat my power output. You're trying to get a 10-pointer. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> We're just different douches. Yeah. And different paths. Uh, let's see. Uh, hey, no, I got a new truck. I'm not putting a dead animal carcass on that thing. Yeah, I know. What? Did they tie this guy to the roof of the ambulance when they brought him to the hospital? I don't know, but let's hope he's okay. I hope he's okay, too. Six, a 16-year-old accused of jumping into the driver's seat of an unattended vehicle at a gas station was shot by a driver Saturday night. The police found the injured teenager after responding to the shot spotter activation on Locust Street. The 16-year-old was brought to Bay State by ambulance. Uh, he is believed to have suffered injuries that are non-life-threatening. The preliminary investigation shows the 16-year-old was shot after the driver saw him getting into the vehicle at about 6.45 p.m. It's an unintended vehicle. He just got into the car in the driver's right. seat. The driver, uh, the driver shot him because he was in the car, and then the driver gets in the vehicle and drives away. <laughs> 6.45 at a gas station. It's not yeah. even like uh, midnight or 2 a.m., like, this is, well, you know what? If it wasn't for this daylight saving it's time totally thing, dark at that yeah. point of the, the time of day. The uh, Springfield Police Detective Bureau, under the direction of Captain Trent Duda, is investigating the shooting all the, the Duda, Duda day. day. He loves when we do that, by the <laughs> I way. know he does. Yeah. Um, you're, you're sitting in a car? Like, that's your thing? Like, you just, you just get in somebody's unattended vehicle and... Does it ever occur to today's youth that if you jump into someone's car uh, and that car is not yours, yeah. that there is substantial risk involved in doing such? Yes, there is. Like, I would think uh, if it's somebody's car and it's not mine, I'm going to leave that car alone. 
I'm going to go search out my other car or my own car or take public transportation to where I need to go. You know, uh, they asked this kid, uh, you know, why did you do this? And he goes, well, I was told if I took this car, I could get uh, a fish dinner and $10 for my vote for this mayoral candidate. Down I was the going to take the car to yeah. drive people to the polls. Yeah, right. I, I, was, I was hired as the new van driver. Because there's some other guys who are doing the same exact thing more than like a week ago that uh, kind of are off the streets right now. Yeah, well, hey, uh, everybody gets caught once in a while, right? Don't you, don't you think? They, they, they get caught caught up in this thing and somebody calls you out for it? And how? See, if you sit in somebody's unattended vehicle, you're probably going to get shot. It's a hard lesson learned. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't even, you shouldn't even have to, uh, you shouldn't even have to consider it. Should never even, no, this no. shouldn't even have been a thought. It's not your car. Keep moving. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 649 in the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, exactly two weeks from today is the start of the 30th annual Mayflower Marathon at MGM Springfield. That's crazy. Two weeks, 14 days. That's all we have left until we kick off a 52-hour-long broadcast that starts on Monday the 20th at 6 a.m., and then it ends on Wednesday the 22nd at 10 a.m. from outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. The goal this year, other than like uh, like all the other 29 uh, that we've done, four trailers of non-perishable food. That's what we're looking for for the open pantry. The open pantry at this time of year is usually pretty depleted. They need your help, and they need it desperately. So get your collection going at work or at school around the neighborhood uh you know look at your pantries at home you can even donate online at rock102.com thanks to all of our sponsors including capital moving and storage xfinity camping world of west hatfield affordable waste solutions armament trucking mgm springfield and many many more a lot of schools are already getting on board a lot of people are, are talking about uh, what they're going to do to help and we appreciate every single bit of it you can get all the details at rock102.com the 30th mayflower marathon coming up Two weeks from today on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. That's crazy. It's coming so quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always think that we've got like so much time before we actually start. And the truth is, uh, we're not. There's there's almost like no time left. No, none, none at all. Uh, we're, we're getting down to the wire here. Yeah. Um, but we do have some other events uh, coming up about the Mayflower Marathon. It'll help us uh, get a, a good... Head start this year. We'll tell you more about those uh, a little bit later on today. Yeah, you know what we should do? We should turn this whole uh, accusation of the $10 and the fish dinner into a, a positive fundraiser for the open pantry. Uh, I would love it if you could get everybody in Springfield to donate $10 how to much, the Mayflower Marathon. Well, how much is a can of tuna? I don't know. Three, what, four dollars What kind of tuna are you buying for four bucks? Is it that much? I can't. I don't. I don't know. even know. I think well, it's like a let's say a buck seventy-five. All right, let's 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 just say three dollars. We'll make it uh, an odd number thirteen. Fair. In uh, you know, with all this stuff going on with the uh, somebody promised somebody ten dollars in a fish dinner, if you just donate ten dollars and three dollars for a can of tuna, yeah, you could help feed uh, somebody a fish dinner. So. Uh, Get on that. Go to the Open Pantry website. You can donate online yeah. uh, right now. Uh, 13 bucks. That's all you're looking for. Well, we could turn this into like a challenge. 
<laughs> yes, that would be that would be great. If you if you were paid ten dollars to cast a vote, right? Why don't you donate that ten dollars to a worthy cause? Yeah, bring your I voted sticker and your ten dollars down to the Mayflower Marathon on November twentieth, and we'll uh, we'll take care of you. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how many people actually got the ten dollars. I just. Uh, I just saw the video. Well, there were some people that got to 10 bucks. You saw the guy doling out the money. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I, yeah. uh, I hear you. Uh, you know, a lot of people complain about the prices at the grocery store. Yeah. So what would you do if your kid's trick-or-treating loot included practical things like eggs or, you know, maybe a pound of bacon? Well, first of all, if someone were giving me my kid's eggs yeah. for, uh, for trick-or-treating, those eggs would be immediately thrown at the house that gave them to us. Oh, is that is that so? Yes. Well, that's what well, Halloween's all about. A man in Massachusetts, this is out near Boston somewhere. Oh, I was gonna say, handed out us. handed out rotisserie chickens to trick or treaters who stopped by his home. He bought the chicken at Market Basket, which is the grocery chain out there. He said he offered the kids a full rotisserie chicken or a full size candy bar. And out of the 20 trick-or-treaters who stopped by, only two of them picked up the rotisserie chicken. I would have totally taken the chicken home. You get a hell of a lot more out of the uh, the chicken. Yeah. The man said it was his, quote, lifelong dream to hand out rotisserie chickens and then post about it on social media. That's your lifelong dream was to hand out rotisserie chickens at Halloween? Now, do you put the entire uh, rotisserie chicken in your pillowcase uh, or, or what do you do? Uh, I don't know. I believe you would have to get some sort of container to bring. Do you bring your own Tupperware trick or treating? I typically don't, but I think if you knew this guy was giving out rotisserie chickens ahead of time, then maybe you make a, you make a, you plan ahead. Listen, this is the presidential candidate I want. Not only the guy that can eliminate daylight saving, right? Yes, but or or keep daylights. Whatever the deal is that you'd get more daylight, I want to keep that one and yeah. just eliminate everything else. Summertime. That and then change trick-or-treating to Thanksgiving Day. That way you could walk over, you get a whole set of Tupperware, you walk over, you go to, you, oh, the Joneses mm. are giving out cranberry sauce and, uh, you know, the other family down the street, they're doing the, the green bean casserole. Listen, I understand why you're feeling that way, but, you know, it all, that would interrupt football. And I would have a hard time, you know, trying to do all nah, things nah, at nah, once. Nah. You go early. You go early before any of the games begin. You, there's something ready by noon in somebody's house. Yeah, but Whether I mean, it be a baked good or something else. You could do, do that. But it's so frantic in the house. You're trying to get that three bean casserole, you know, to cook right. To you yeah. know, make sure that the turkey's done on time, letting it rest. I don't know if you got time to be doing uh, trick or treating. I do like the idea of rotisserie chickens being handed out. I, that's what I'm saying. We could we could change the world. We you could know, end daylight saving time, and we could have Thanksgiving trick-or-treats for everybody. I would love a bag full of candied yams. You know what I'd like to give out? Euros. Ooh, yeah. Have like one of those uh, big meat things that yeah, that are you know spinning around. Oh, and I'm you, there with a big knife, just you know sawing down and put them in a pita. No, you do it yourself when you walk up to the the house. Oh yeah, that's that'd be cool too. Because yeah. you know, giving a knife to a kid's a Perfectly good thing to think, do. Think about how cool that would be if we combine trick or treating along with a uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, we the possibilities are endless with that. I'm telling you, we're all hung up on candy. That stuff's gonna rot your teeth. But all give right. me a gyro or a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, you got me filled with protein. And uh, like I said, the first political candidate that says I'm running for president, and on day one, I'm eliminating daylight saving time, and I'm also moving trick or treating to Thanksgiving Day. That's my perfect guy. <laughs> I'm voting for him.
It's 656 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, on Friday, ESPN Plus subscribers were given access to a story on their website detailing all the various teams around Major League Baseball that might sign free agent Shohei Atani from the Angels. For just $10.99 a month, ESPN Plus will give you access to all kinds of high-definition streaming video, exclusives, and content that keeps you informed of all kinds of stuff, including all the analysis that you want, regardless of whether you actually believe the Red Sox are serious contenders to sign that guy. According to ESPN Plus, among the teams that Otani is heavily considering is the Boston Red Sox. Now, I don't know where that idea is coming from, but if I were a guy with a generational talent who jacked 44 home runs with a 304 batting average and I had a record of 10-5 and as a starting pitcher with 167 strikeouts and a 3.14 ERA, the last place I would want to go would be the team that just finished 23 games out of first place. I'd probably choose to play for a team that wasn't the last place Boston Red Sox. However, due to the hiring of Craig Breslow as the team's new general manager, it's believed the Red Sox have a decent shot of landing him. Folks, this would be like leaving a six-figure job at a Fortune 500 company so you can fulfill your dreams of making happy ending ending Sundays at a nearby Friendly's location. The dude is about to land the biggest free agent contract in the history of Major League Baseball, presumably with somebody else. The idea of coming to Boston would be like asking Taylor Swift to drop everything she's doing to be a last-minute fill-in at your daughter's Jack and Jill party. It'd be like expecting that Mavis Wanzik is going to track you down and graciously hand you a couple of bags of cash. I don't see any of that happening, and I don't see any of that happening because, frankly, I think he can do better. I don't care what that $10.99 month per monthly subscription gives you to your ESPN Plus membership. I'm telling you not to count on it. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Craftsman hand tools have a lifetime warranty. Craftsman hand tool sets are on sale for 15 bucks right now at Rocky's. A crescent wrench set, a socket set, 15 bucks. All at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my two Springfield's Classic Rockets, 708 and Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 52 today. Sunny with a high of 66 tomorrow. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. What a delight it is to welcome him back. Sports broadcasting legend. And it's got color. Buddy, you stick. Ar- you know, you stick around long enough, you, that's what happens. Oh, I know. Believe you me, yeah. we... We know. Yeah. I've stuck around, you know, quite long enough. Yeah, you know, I was so I, I did um first of all, um, it's the first time I've had a chance to talk to you guys about the comedy show. Uh went to that last Thursday. Yeah. Uh guys, hilarious. Hilarious. I'm glad you liked it. From from top to bottom. You did a, a nice job. You you know, you got old uh, uh Barry out of mothballs. He was funny. Listen, Barry is the king. I yeah, don't care what anybody says. Barry was was great. Absolute rock star. You guys are like the same age, though, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, I mean, you know, we're in the same friggin' neighborhood. I mean, you know, how old's get, uh, Barry? Uh, I don't know. I think he's he's got to be 70, right? He's 70 awesome is what he is. He's 70 yeah, awesome. That's right, yeah. He, just, tur- he yeah. just turned 70 cool last year. Yeah, no, I'm not. Awesome. Uh, he's I'm ageless, not, is that guy. Yeah. I'm not in that neighborhood yet. But, no, he was good. You were terrific, Steve. Um, and, geez, Marty was hilarious. Yeah, Marty. Uh, Marty's fantastic. Yep. 
And uh, you know what? The the best part about it is we raised a good deal of cash for the open pantry, yeah, which is really it, the whole point uh, to yep. begin with. So. It was a great, uh, I you know, like I was telling you off the air, I didn't know what to expect. It was a great venue, a great event. And uh, yeah, just really, really funny. Well, Steve, uh, Scott, I I, uh, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to uh, to understand this, but Steve and I are remarkably talented guys. Well, I know you are. I mean, uh, real, uh, Steve, would you would you would you no, join I mean, me on that you know. one? You're talking to a Rock on a Two salesperson. They don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know. That was the first yes. time they saw us together. I believe exactly. I believe it was. No, no, you know what's really funny? I do. I do listen to you guys. Uh, but I, um, the art stations up in Hamp, you know where my office is. I right, I don't listen to that. But I, you know, I don't have to. You're there. I'm, I'm just, I, you know, it's playing in the bathroom, the skill, conference room, my skills to work every day, and it just works out. We, Speaking uh, of lack of skills, the <sighs> nice segue into sports. Well, you know, the weirdness began during warm-ups when J.C. Jackson wasn't <laughs> alongside his teammates. Jack Jones yeah. watched some of the team period by himself standing near the 50-yard line, yep. just as Jonathan Jones and Miles Bryant manned the boundary spots with the first team. Eventually, Jack Jones just rotated in, but Jackson was nowhere to be found. Yep. And when their crazy train blared from Gillette Stadium speakers and the Pats took the field, Jackson trotted out with his teammates. It was announced as a defensive starter. But when the game began, that's not how it played hey, out. You know what? What happened? Yeah, he they they're not happy with um, what what it is. It's a roster. It's an entire roster in transition. Man, they they're that is that's a that's a broken. It's broken from top to bottom. Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, the the players, it, they're just, no one seems to be on the same page. You know, the funny thing about it is, so like the last two two games here, okay, uh, they were technically in it. They were in it back. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like, it, it's coming down to really dumb mistakes. Well, that I, interception at the end of the game, I mean, it's... You you know, a, I'm sorry. I mean, that you can't be playing like that when you're looking to get into a, into field goal range. It, it's it's the the only thing that's keeping you in that game, yeah. apart from scoring another touchdown. And you can't just give it away. No, and listen, not to be like you know Captain Obvious here, but yeah, it's like what you what you just described. You know, crystallizes everything that's going on, and the and. They're in it against Miami. They're in it till till the final moments yesterday, driving for a field goal to to tie the game, maybe win it with a touchdown. But they just can't get the job done. And the the reason is is because they're just they're not good. They're not good. Here here's a little scenario for you, okay? Nine forty to go in the game, third and six at the twenty. Jones had Ramondre Stevenson in stride. And he, with under no pressure, he threw off his back foot. He throw, throws up a dying quail, incomplete pass. They punt the ball away. Two forty to go. Washington punted, and Demario Douglas, a great return to midfield, holding penalty on the Patriots. Yep. Washington gets the ball back. Okay, and then good D by the Patriots defense. They get the ball back with no timeouts at the nine-yard line. Jones starts marching them up the field. He throws a perfect pass over the middle, right through Schuster's hands, Schuster Smith's hands, intercepted, game over. They make those mistakes every single week. You know, uh, in a game where you you know you finally had like a breakout play, the uh, the Ramondre Stevenson uh, you know sixty yard yep. touchdown. Yep. You know that's the kind of thing you say. All right, maybe there's something going on with this team. Maybe we can hang your hat on. Maybe this is something worth watching. 
you know, but when you make mistakes, I mean, the 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 Bill Belichick mantra for years has been do your job. Do your job. So many guys in this team are not doing their job. No, and you know what? So now now over to Belichick, and I think one of the problems with him is, and listen, we all know it. You see his you see his press conferences. I mean, the, he's just he's insufferable. And he's been doing that this route. He's been doing that stand-up routine for years. And when you're good, you can get away with that nonsense. And it's like, do your job, uh, the drill sergeant thing. He's been coaching the same way for 30 years. The players are not like that anymore. They've changed. The game has changed. He has not changed his approach. And unfortunately for him, he doesn't have somebody like Tom Brady who can bail him out week after week and game after game. Yeah. That that it's just like you know, it's just like the uh, it's just like the the father that is the disciplinarian. And after a while, the kid, your kid, just doesn't listen to you anymore. That that is a, another huge problem with that guy. I think it's a, I, I think it's a huge problem, but I also don't think you're going to see something crazy like a trade with. <laughs> you know, a coaching trade no. with the with the uh, with the uh, with with Washington, and I don't He's, think I don't think it's going to be a Ron Rivera. Uh, swap. It won't, no, it certainly won't be. And I, I just I just I, you know, listen, I I think there's there's absolutely a chance at the end of the season that all of a sudden you know the there's a, a press release that that says you know Bill Belichick is. He's, he 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 signed the big, got the big contract got the big golden parachute he'll get the gold watch yeah. he'll get inducted into the Hall of Fame one day and he's just going to be coaching someplace else what what whatever happens what he's doing now is not working they don't have the players to get it done it's just they're not good yeah uh, let's switch to baseball here for a second uh, over the last couple of days there's been a lot of talk about you know free agents and you know who's, yep. Who's going where? Who's filing? Uh, right now, uh, Shohei Tani from He's the, the one. Angels is He's looking at fish. what will most likely become the biggest contract yep. in Major League Baseball history. As it should. As it should. I mean, <clears throat> the guy is a beast. Even even with uh, you know shoulder problems or whatever, still pitched a great season. Still hit you know forty four home runs. Nobody plays like this this guy. Oh, and then there's that Tommy John surgery. Let's not forget about that. Which he's now had twice. Yeah, well. He's now had twice. But even with it, he can still he can still jack taters he, all day. He, he can jack taters all day. The 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 issue is there's been some talk about Boston's chances of landing him. And I'm telling you, that ain't ever gonna happen. There's I, other places for him to go. There are. And I don't believe for a moment that the team that didn't have enough money to keep a Mookie Betts or as Xander Bogarts is going to put the money up to get this guy, and I don't. And to be honest, if I'm him, I would be looking for another team that didn't finish 23 games out of first place. All of those things, uh, you know, uh, in the in the yes column, the the um, the Red Sox again, just like Bill Belichick, they're going to have to change the way that they do business. Okay, they've let you know Mookie Betts goes, this guy goes, that guy goes. I don't think they're go. I don't think Shohei Otani. Ha- Again, listen to me. I I think there are other places culturally that would benefit him more. I mean, he's 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 Asian American. He's Asian, and I j- Boston's not the place. I see him. I see him going to a much bigger market than Boston. I don't know if it necessarily is all cultural because I think I think what's going to ultimately 
motivate him is can he win a championship? I think, and can, he's going to make money no matter where he goes. He is, but is he going to go to a team that's not going to that's not going to make the playoffs again? How long is it going to take the Red Sox to turn it around? In other words, is, is he going to wait? Or, you know, is he going to sit around and wait around for that? Well, it's a team sport, and you, if you're going to dump seventy six million dollars a year on one guy, that leaves you with no money for anybody, anybody else. else. So, you know, who's got the deeper pockets? Boston's got it, but clearly they don't want to spend it. Yep, I, I see him. I see him going to a place like New York more so than coming here. I, I just don't, as much as we have the great tradition in Fenway Park and all the things that go along with that, I don't think there's there's enough for him in Boston to make him come here. Um, I don't know how you can uh, look at the uh, the Boston Celtics and not say, even after wow. five games, wow. holy smokes. Holy smokes. This isn't just, I mean, they were good last year. Yep. They look like they are ten times better. Yeah, if if they can, you know, it's the it's the old adage: if they can stay healthy, if if Chris Tapp's Porzingis can keep himself on the floor, it's going to make. And he's you know injury prone, but if they if they can stay healthy, they're they've they've looked terrific. They look terrific. The Bruins still look very strong. Bruins look good, although man, the Bruins pick their dresses up over their heads and say told them to come and get it against Detroit on Saturday. Yeah. Holy smokes, I was watching the game. Boston took a score to goal to make it 3-2 and then like that boom boom boom. They allowed Detroit to come back. I'll, I'm going to see how they how they rebound tonight because they're playing uh, the Stars in Dallas. Uh I did want to mention and we didn't talk about this before uh we went on, we went on the air, but uh but Bobby Knight died last week. Yes, he did. And uh you know, in spite of the fact the guy won over 900 games as a head coach, when you look at the man's history of everything that he's done as a head coach, there's nobody's record that may be better or stronger than Bobby Knight's. Yep. However, however, there's there's a lot about that guy that uh, you know it, it, he's just the most complicated coach I think college basketball you know has ever had. That's a that's that actually is a is a very good word. Yeah, he he's a complicated individual. And one of the, also one of the things about him, and it's funny, it's like it's kind of dovetailing with what we were talking about before. Bobby Knight won three national championships at Indiana. Yep. And, you know, you're, you're talking about winning those championships a while ago. Uh, for the latter part of his career, he didn't, he didn't win a whole lot. He, he was not as successful as other coaches. And, again, I think, I think it goes back to the fact that while the game changed – Bobby Knight didn't change. It was the same Bobby Knight. And listen, if you want to call that being authentic to yourself, that's all well and good. The drill sergeant thing, it, dude, it just doesn't fly anymore. P- kids, kids, athletes, they don't, they're not interested in that. They're not. Well, and, and it th- cost, it cost him the latter part of his career, but he did everything in the beginning kind of sucky at the end but winning or losing i don't think is what cost him his career i think his behavior of course his, yeah. you know the yep. the impulse control this guy had yep. uh and and some of the decisions he made you know whether you want to talk about throwing chairs or pulling out whips or you know you know smacking his kid around or you know or uh, you know attacking the, the the team's information director yep you know you, when you put all those things together you just go okay well you know winning and losing aside Maybe these guys aren't really the best guy to be putting in front of nineteen to twenty-one year old kids. That's what I'm saying, it's yeah. not kid. You know, kids. These the the modern the modern college athlete, the modern professional uh, whatever player. 
That's dude. That's that stuff does not fly anymore. The drill sergeant thing is out the window. And it, it's it's. A, I remember a coach telling me this. As the as the game changes and the kids change, it's like we have to change. It's incumbent upon us to change with everything else. And yeah. and the ones that do are the ones that are successful. All right. I think we've exhausted our time here. Yep. And listen, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds had a great weekend. Yep. Uh, they took two at home, lost yesterday on the road, and they have a, a 10-30 game at the Mass Mutual Center on Wednesday morning. Ooh, look at you studying the Thunderbirds yeah. schedule. Yeah, and I, I think, what is it like? Yeah. A, is it kind of a school? Is yeah, it like school it's like day? a professional development day, so the kids now get the uh, the chance to go to a game. It's actually yeah. cool, I think cool it's idea. cool. I think it's cool, too. So you can go to the game, then go over to Nadim's for lunch. Look at that. Great idea. Oh, yeah. Great idea. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. Scott Cohen. Good seeing it's, you guys. It's uh, 723 on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. It's 725 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's so much better at it than I am. I'm watching. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm trying to mute this thing. Somebody sent me a video of a soccer fight between AIC and Franklin Pierce, and I really want to see this guy get clocked in the face. Really? Yeah. The Franklin cool. Pierce guy get clocked? Uh, I don't know. It was actually the, yeah, actually the Franklin Pierce guy did get clocked. The AIC kid punched him right in the face. Right, well, on, what the, right on the field. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good defensive soccer, then, isn't it? Yeah, it was after the game, so. Uh, oh yeah, that's gonna be a problem. I'll uh, I'll have to I'll have to uh, I'll have to watch that video when we get off the air. Yeah, we can uh, we can talk about those uh, that in another story, uh, like uh, uh, very... know, sports stories, but like not uh, like you know college high school level sports sports stories, but not your typical sports stories. Yeah, this is about people getting clocked in the face. All right, I like, All right. I like people getting clocked in the face. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Hey, um, by the way, uh, Baxi's musical pot actually, uh, the Daily Podcast. You missed any part of today's show? Check it out. It's all brought to you by uh, Marcot Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcot Ford and Holyoke. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Uh, my guest is rockabilly legend, performance artist, actor, filmmaker, and author Tav Falco. From the band The Panther Burns. This is a wild interview. And the guy from Falco? No, not not Rock the, me a Not that guy. Different guy. That's just Falco. This is Tav Falco. Uh short for Gustavo. Oh, 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 oh. Anyway, oh. uh he's a he is a uh, very unique talent, and the interview is unbelievable. And you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Sweet. Yes, it is. I like Falco. Yeah, the Rocky Man Amadeus. Uh, he also did the uh, the Commissar, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah, yeah. And then he almost finished the next album, but then he left me hanging. So I see what you did. Yeah, you see what I did? Yeah, I see what you did. It's 7:27. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Man. 7:30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Technicians get up to a five thousand dollars sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Enfield police, armed with an out-of-state murder warrant, arrested a convicted felon late Thursday afternoon at his place of employment at a local fast food restaurant. At around 5.34 p.m., police took Timothy, Timothy Olsachewski, uh, 30 years old, into custody at the Burger King on Elm Street. An arrest warrant out of Wilmington, Delaware, indicated Olsachewski is uh, wanted for first-degree murder by abuse or neglect, according to Chief hmm. uh, Police Chief Fox in Enfield. He was held as a fugitive from justice on a $1 million bond and is scheduled to, uh, was scheduled to be arraigned in Friday in Hartford. I didn't uh, hear anything about that. 
a message from uh, the Enfield Patch to Wilmington Police Department Public Information Officer David Karras seeking additional information about the Delaware homicide case has not yet been returned. Olsichowski pleaded guilty in 2015 to five felony counts of maliciously killing an animal. According to the uh, Associated Press, he was charged with the deaths of seven cats two years earlier admitting uh, and admitted killing five of them. Police said the cats suffered blunt force trauma, bone fractures, lacerations, and two internal organs and skin torn from their bodies. Jesus. Yeah. Authorities said the killings happened when Olsichowski was uh, staying at the Windsor Locks home of his fiance's family, which had taken in the felines from an uh, animal rescue plan. When convicted, he received a five-year prison sentence suspended after two years plus five years of probation, according to judicial records. We still don't know about the homicide of the, of the baby that he was involved in. Jesus. You imagine that? Like, uh, you bring home your new fiancé to mom and dad. Hey, mm-hmm. mom and dad, uh, this boy I met, he's so dreamy. And then, uh, you yeah, know, you I, I, uh, if find I'm a, out what his interests are. I probably wouldn't be paying for the wedding after something like this. I, I wouldn't be either, but, um, man. That is, uh, that's some, like, dark, yeah, dark stuff right Real there. dark. A uh, man was rescued from the woods in Blanford on Saturday after being accidentally shot with an arrow by his hunting partner. At around 3 p.m., Mass State Police received a call from a hunter who said he accidentally shot his hunting partner with an arrow. The two were in the woods off of Russell Stage Road in Blanford. The hunters were located at the 32.4-mile marker on the Mass Pike. By 5 p.m., Westfield EMS took him to uh, the hospital. No word on the extent of his injuries. Russell Police and Fire assisted in the state po- assisted the state police, the environmental police, and the MSP drone unit. That's uh, that's probably going to take a take a toll on the relationship. Yeah, I don't know how you'd be friends after something like that. Is the guy okay? Um, Do we not have any idea? Whether we don't. There's... We don't have any word on his injuries. But of course, it's 22, so nobody called the hospital and found out. Now, the hospital probably wouldn't have told him either. No, they probably wouldn't have told him, but still, uh, you know, you think you'd uh, do a little digging and see if you can find out for more information whether or not the guy's okay or not. That's total bro code type of stuff, man. You don't you don't shoot arrows at your buddies. You know, I, I find it hard to believe that somebody with hunting experience would fire at something that uh, that you didn't know what you were firing at. You know uh, what I mean? Like, you're supposed to, like, know what you're shooting at before you shoot it, and you're supposed to have a clear shot of that yeah, before you do it. sight lines are kind of important when it comes to archery and hunting. Archery? Oh, uh, yeah, bow hunting. Yeah, that, that, I, I used to hate archery. At like We used to do that at, at gym class. They had, in the spring, they yeah. had, they they'd bring it. But it was, the, it was the crappy bows. It wasn't the... You know, the hunters have those compound things where it's like, oh, I got 40 pounds of pressure behind this bad boy. Going to shoot the razor right through that deer heart. You know, that kind of that kind of mentality. What are you, what are you doing? You got a, you got a pencil eraser that you're <laughs> shooting at a piece of at a piece of foam. Yeah, I, 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 we did it at Boy Scouts. There was some camp we were at and they had uh, they had a gun range and they also had archery and archery was really hard. Yeah, like uh, I couldn't get it right. I could I could shoot okay, yeah, you know, like little little BBs and stuff. That was kind of fun. Yeah, but oh my god, I was terrible at the archery. Horrible. 
I'm surprised. Yeah, and to to the point where, you know, I just I just after like an hour of it, I said I'm never doing this again. Why? It's too hard. Well, it was it was better than doing other stuff, other activities. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Boy Scouts was full of all kinds of things. Uh, orienteering. Orienteering. Uh, I, could, you, I could make a uh, flotation device out of my pants. I was really good at orienteering. Really? I know how to get around. I can read a map. Yeah. I, I, use, got, I was always a contour map kind of fan. Yeah, I love contour like, maps. I, I, I got a terrible sense of direction. I like weird things like that. Yeah. Like contour maps. Magnet fishing. Yeah. Magnet fishing, contour yeah. maps, no daylight savings time. This uh, this this thing is uh, really shaping up to be a, a good political soapbox. You're, f- you're far more outdoorsy than me. Am I? Well, I mean, compared to me, yeah, you're like uh, yeah. To compare compared to me, you're like uh, like the uh, I don't know uh, uh, like Babe Winkleman. Babe Winkleman, yeah, really. Babe Winkleman, oh, remember him? Yeah, I do remember Babe Winkleman. Had that, that that fishing show. See, I, I I like to think of myself more as the uh, that guy that lives in the woods naked, and uh, he eats bugs, and he's got that accent. Ooh, look, energy. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, he eats, I, he eats an ant, and he's like, oh, I got energy now. Uh, 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 who was that? Uh, I don't know. Was Bear Grylls? Bear Grylls like, or something like that guy? I don't know. It was something within the last 10 years or so that yeah, came around, and the guy's out in the woods, and uh, and he's, like, uh, naked, or, or he's, I don't know if he's naked or if he's just left in the wo- Am I confusing with naked and afraid? Am I thinking- Maybe of, that's it. Okay. Well, maybe this guy's not naked. Maybe I just wanted him to be naked. I don't know. But anyway, he's in the woods, and he's surviving, <clears throat> and, he, and he's making it look like, oh, my God, I'm by myself. He's not mentioning the camp. Was the cameraman eating ants too? No, the cameraman brought some sandwiches and a cooler. Is the grip eating? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, they got a cooler out there in the woods. And that guy's got a bag of Cheetos he's eating. Yeah, he's dri- popping Keystone lights because right. they're going hunting in the woods. Because <laughs> that's what that's you do. That's what they're doing. A man was charged with murder Saturday in connection with the killing of a woman whose body was found in an embankment near a Home Depot in Maine earlier this year. 65-year-old Gary Mariner of West Newfield, Maine, was arrested on a warrant on the charge of murder in Saco or Sacco early Saturday. He's accused of killing 52-year-old Danielle Goodwin of Freeport in September, according to a statement from Maine police. Have you noticed Mass Live is focusing on Maine now because of the shooting that happened last week? Mm-hmm. So now all of these, every, like all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, what's going on in Maine? This crazy stuff was going on all along. It just happened to be that this guy made a giant, uh, uh, you know, horrible uh, killing spree yeah, that right. he went on. Well, Maine has got their uh, has had their issues for generations. A lot of weird people up in Maine. Uh, Goodwin's body was discovered in South Portland on the evening of September 5th. Her death was ruled homicide by the uh, State Office of Chief Medical Examiner in Augusta. Uh, shortly before 4.15 p.m. on September 5th, patrol officers received a report of a person down the embankment next to the sidewalk uh, n- near the Home Depot. A woman was located, and it was quickly determined uh, she was dead, according to a statement from South Portland Police Department. Like, of all the places, you're going to be laid to rest. I know. Like Home Depot is the last place you want to be. It would be where you'd find me. No, uh, maybe a Lowe's. You wouldn't find me there either. Oh yeah, you'd be. Uh, you'd, you'd be. Only find me at one place. That's right, a Rocky's Ace Hardware. Well, that's what I'm saying, Steve. Well, I was just helping you out there. 
you know, trying to move you along. To no, a, hey, listen, I, 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 I don't want to be seen as a, you know, seen as a, you know, like a shameful self promoter. Uh, well, you are a shameful self promoter. No, I'm not at all. Are you kidding me? I got I'm too busy, uh, you know, working on Baxi's musical podcast to be worried about uh, you know making everybody happy. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. Uh, a federal jury convicted a Connecticut man Friday of fraudulently obtaining over five hundred thousand dollars from his former employer, New England Sports Network. According to the Department of Justice, 51-year-old Ariel Lagasse was convicted of mail fraud and unlawful monetary transactions. Lagasse was first arrested and indicted by a federal grand jury back in February of 2022. According to the evidence presented at trial, Lagasse orchestrated a scheme to defraud Nesson from approximately December 2020 to January 2022. In early 2021, Lagasse negotiated a contract with a New York company to provide web development services to NESN. Uh, additionally, Lagasse created a fake business under the same name as a new vendor. This uh, company was then used by him to receive fraudulent payments from Nesson. Hmm. Lagasse created and approved 11 fake invoices from his fake business during the course of the contract. Uh, in addition to approving legitimate invoices from the New York company, like uh, Nesson paid Lagasse's fake company $575,000 in total. Jesus, they, they didn't bother vetting this guy before they... Dished out all that cash? Yeah, you have kind of gave yourself away when he uh, he spent the funds on personal expenses, including a private plane, a Tesla, BMW, a Land Rover, and credit card bills. Additionally, he transferred the funds to other accounts under his control. That's when they catch you. You know, I, I'm not uh, I'm not one for um, identity thievery or uh, any of these kinds of things, but if it were me. I would probably try to avoid defrauding someone with press credentials and cameras. Yeah, I probably would too. I would defraud somebody that didn't have those kinds of things and wouldn't report on this story or pass that story on to someone who could. Well, I just, if you probably hadn't spent all the money on bougie stuff, you know what I mean? No, I know. Listen, it, it, that's 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 why uh, money laundering makes so much damn sense. Like, you know, who's who's going to target that guy because he opened up a nail salon or like a, 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 a laundromat? Right. Yeah. Who's who's going to who's going to notice? You know, uh, I was just going to go somewhere with that about the uh, people finding out who you are by the stuff that you buy. Yeah. You know, if you if you just toned it down a little, like let's say you bought a, a Corolla instead of a Tesla or, a yeah. la you know, you bought you bought yourself a Jeep Grand Cherokee instead sure. of a Land Rover. Still, you know, good purchase. You know, right. They get great but mileage, that, but, good reliability. But that's not going to draw the attention to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I listen. <sighs> you remember, like, remember, like uh, back in the olden days when, like, uh, there was a lot of like uh, you know mob activity going on in the Northeast. Yeah, and uh, you know they would uh, bust these guys, and you'd see like pictures of their homes, and you say, "Well, that's a that's a perfectly modest, you know, suburban home," as yeah. opposed to like a palatial estate where you're telling everybody on the street, "Hey, look at me! I got a lot of money," and right. you don't even have any idea where that money came from. You know, that's the kind of thing. You, you know, if if you run into a kind of uh, a big giant financial windfall from illegal activities, you got to be on the down low. Well, it was like the uh, remember that Twilight Zone episode where the guy robbed the bank and then they arrested him 
but they couldn't find the money. Yeah. But after 20 years in prison, he gave the money back, but he had put it in a bank and collected the interest over the course of 20 years. Ah. This was back in the day when in, when savings accounts actually gained interest. I don't remember. I remember that happening in my lifetime. I like uh, I like I, I get my bank statement uh, the other day. I was like, ah, you earned a dollar sixty. Good for you. That that rate went up from point zero zero two percent to point zero zero four percent in the last year. Honey, You're lucky says here we've just made four dollars. Time to go out to see a movie. Why did we stop doing that? What what was the deal on uh, on putting high interest rates on savings accounts. That was the whole idea. You put your money in the bank, they're using it, mm -hmm. so then they pay you back, but they give you interest in doing it. Now they just use it and they don't give you anything, except for like 0.03%. Yeah, but at least it's safe because it's all federally insured. If you were to say uh, invest it in something, yeah. well, there's, there's risk. And the risk is you may have no more money yeah, by but, the end of the day. But why, I'm asking you why they took away. Because it used to be when I was a kid, like the, the savings account my parents opened for me had like 4% or right. something like that. It was something. Because uh, banks stopped being interested in that kind of thing. They are no longer interested in providing interest. They would just rather keep the money for themselves. Right. Now, oh. if you applied for a bank loan, they would charge you interest. The human torch could not apply for a bank loan it's true yes and it probably uh for the best because he would have been charged a high interest rate due to his poor credit rating well yeah wouldn't you if you had that kind of well you, you kept to, burning through yeah, money burning through money yeah right burning a hole in your pocket oh right that's there. true right, yeah you. yeah and uh, Jeremiah Charles is 19 years old. He carjacked a Lyft driver in Miami last month and drove off in her Toyota Corolla. Didn't I just mention a Toyota Corolla? She says uh, he started punching her from the back seat until she got out, but thankfully she's okay. Again, his name is Jeremiah Verdon, Verdon Charles. And we know this because he ordered the Lyft under his own name. Oh, boy. He stole the car after booking a ride through the app, so the driver just gave the cops his information, and that's how they tracked him down. They arrested him at his home and found the park, uh, the car parked a block away. Mm. Now, in court, do you think anyone will say uh, Jeremiah was a carjacker, but he was a good friend of mine? Yes, I believe that uh, that was part of the reading in court that they did. He uh, denied everything. It turns case. out he always had some mighty fine wine. Daddy always has a matter of wine. You see what I'm saying? That's what he did, yeah. Uh, he denied everything and claimed that he hadn't taken a lift that day, but they had the records. A community center security cam also got him on video getting into the car. Well, you know how video can turn things around. Yeah, next thing you know, you'll be telling me I was giving out 10 bucks in a, ch in a fish <laughs> dinner on the corner of Main Street in Springfield, all for a vote. We always bring it back to that. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Who's got your back? Marcotte Ford. That's who. At Marcotte. At Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753 in Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, as we've told you, that uh, the Mayflower Marathon begins two weeks from today. November 16th, we're going to be doing another fundraiser uh, and some celebrity bartending at White Lion Brewing. November 16th from 6 to 8. 
Uh, we're going to be there with some of your favorite Springfield Thunderbird hockey players, pouring beers, raising money for the Mayflower Marathon, and for the Open Pantry. A portion of the profits from all Thunderboom burgers and Thunderboom drafts and cans will be donated to the Open Pantry. So when you go on uh, on Thursday the 16th, make sure you're ordering those things. You'll be really helping everybody out. It's Thursday night, November 16th, 6 to 8 at White Line, downtown Springfield at Tower Square from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, you know, it's kind of uh, ironic. Um, that, you know, we're, we talk about that uh, the $10 deal that uh, was going on outside of City Hall last week. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, there was uh, $10 being given out uh, and a promise of a fish dinner if you voted for maybe a certain candidate, uh, which is... is Justin Hurst is being accused of of not being the one giving out the ten dollars, but at least uh, somebody his, in his, his campaign, campaign or right. somebody he's associated with, uh, whatever. You know, this was weird. Somebody sent this to me. This was from uh, September nineteenth. This was uh, this was uh, Justin Hurst uh, asking for for ten bucks. It is just ten Tuesday, so we're asking for you to support the Hurst for Mayor campaign by giving ten dollars. We also want you to encourage ten friends to also give $10. Every little bit counts. We're coming off of a victorious Tuesday in the primary, and we're really excited and looking forward to earning your vote on November 7th. It is our time. It is our time. It is our time. Good yeah, evening, there you go. 10 bucks. I, I'm sure this is all just a big, giant coincidence. I'm sure it's a big misunderstanding. It's a big, giant misunderstanding. It's yeah. like uh, $10 is a pretty simple increment of, uh, of money. And that's, I'm sure that's what uh, it is. And it's a you know creative twist on his name. Ten bucks. That's what he's looking for. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying I'm voting for Justin Hurst. But ten dollars is ten dollars, if you know what I'm and saying. A fish dinner and is a, a fish, fish dinner. dinner. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So anyhow, it's uh, <laughs> seven fifty six on Rock one hundred two. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Doesn't really seem like a fair comparison. Let's again review the rules. They didn't find the end zone when they needed to. They let Washington find it instead. And they failed that whole section of the rule book that mentions throwing late interceptions to Jartavius Martin to get yourself in field goal range. The result prevented the Patriots from tying things up and potentially winning the game in overtime. But no, the Patriots decided that the next best thing to do was to lose one more time. This Sunday, they'll be in Frankfurt, Germany take on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's my question to you. If they blow that game, would it be possible to leave them there? Because they're certainly not doing anybody any good in Foxborough. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know why you can uh, you can only get Benjamin Moore paint at independent stores like Rocky's? Because Rocky paint, Rocky's paint experts have hours upon hours of training. They help you avoid costly mistakes. Good people paint people. And rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 808 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 52 today. Sunny and 66 tomorrow. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, uh, if you can, I'd like to like you to indulge me here for just a second. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to talk about uh, about my hometown, Rehoboth, Massachusetts. Oh, Population dude. of less than 9,000 people. No Still? sidewalks, no streetlights. No motor cars, not uh, a single luxury. luxury. Yeah, um, we made national news uh, over the weekend. Oh, do tell. Uh, the uh, Dighton Rehoboth High School, which is where I went to high school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the superintendent of schools wants to uh, wants changes after a girl in the high school field hockey team was hit in the mouth by a shot from a boy playing for Squamscott. Uh, field hockey. Okay. It happened during the third quarter of a playoff game Thursday that Squam, uh, Swam Scott won 2 uh, nothing. Uh, Dighton Rehoboth Superintendent Bill Runney said that the girl suffered significant facial and dental injuries and ended up in the hospital. Here's the thing. The MIAA, which is the governing body of all high school sports, allows boys to play on girls' teams under the Massachusetts Equal Rights, uh, Equal Rights Amendment. When there is not an equivalent team for boys. So when they don't have a team available for the boys, you're allowed to do this. That's exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. Okay. However, uh, seeing the horror in the eyes of our players and the coaches upon greeting their uh, their bus Thursday night is evidence to me that there has to be a renewed approach by the MIAA to protect the safety of our athletes. That's according to uh, Superintendent Runny mm-hmm. after he uh, said this about the incident. He said dramatically magnifies the concerns of many about player safety. Okay. Swamp Scott High School Athletic Director Kelly Wolf defended the boys' right to play. She says we are sorry to hear that a player got hurt and wish the Dighton Rehoboth player a speedy recovery. Uh, the Swamp Scott player uh, who took the shot is a four-year varsity player and co-captain who, by MIAA rules, has the exact same right to participate as any other player on the team. All right. And the MIAA then issued a statement defending the rule, saying we respect and understand the complexity and concerns that exist regarding student safety. However, student safety has not been a successful defense in excluding students from one gender from participating on teams of the opposite uh, gender. Mm -hmm. Superintendent Ronnie said the state should put conditions on what positions boys and girls can play on certain sports. Um, the superintendent also suggested potential equipment changes, which could protect players from high shots, specifically full-faced helmets. Uh, and uh, the M- Kelsey Bain, a captain for the DR team, sent a letter to the MIAA saying that the agency needs to do better. She suggested that the MIAA start a boys' field hockey league. Now, I read this story, and one, so proud that my high school gets a national story because that uh, that that never happens. But on the other hand, I'm thinking. You know, this girl could have uh, been injured in this game no matter who hit the ball, male or female. So the question I have is, do you change the rule based upon this, or is this just like an aberrational incident in this sport? I'm going to have to plead ignorance here for a second. What exactly is field hockey? It's Is it a ball? Is it like lacrosse? Is it kind of like lacrosse? It's got a, it's got a like a hockey stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little thicker, yeah. and uh, I don't believe the face of the hockey stick is as long. Okay, but you have goals, and you have a ball, and that's how they play. Is this the first time someone's been injured in a field hockey game? Hardly. Then why wouldn't you have the safety equipment in place already? 
you know, when my kid plays softball, all these kids got to go out on the field with these masks on now. So sure. you don't get hit in the face with a ball. Why wouldn't you do something, especially in a sport like this, I, I'm assuming the ball is flying around all the everywhere when somebody hits it. So there's a, a good chance that that thing is going to come up and hit somebody in the face. Sure. So why wouldn't you have already had a mask or some sort of, you know, lacrosse players wear helmets and masks? It's the same thing. It's a very good question. You know, is is the is the issue here really about boys playing girls' sports, or should it really be about safety of the athletes? Well, I think ultimately what the argument is is about safety of the athletes. Because, again, anybody could have hit this ball. It could have hit her in the knee, could have hit her in the shins, could have broken bones. Yeah. The fact that it hit her in the face and she now uh, requires, you know, like dental procedures. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a horrible injury. But I don't know. Well, if it, I, it seems to be the, the – they're suggesting here that because the boy is stronger than the girl – then she received these. In, I mean, that's kind of way the, uh, the the story is made out to be. Like yeah. because he's a boy and he has so much more force than a girl does, then he he destroyed her. But you're absolutely right. This could have happened from any player. It doesn't have to be ex- this guy. So it shows. It turns the spotlight back onto you know what is allowed in in high school sports. You know, recently it's all been about you know transgender athletes. Uh, you know, playing on girls' teams and 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 whether or not there's an advantage. That's not what this story is about. This story is about whether male athletes should be playing on girls' teams and the safety involved in having them there. I think what it's what what it's about even further is less about the boy, but really about how do you protect your athletes. The right. fact that a boy is on the field, you know, you wonder, well, why? But there's no equivalent sport for this kid to play. Well, that's why. That's why, though. Yeah, he's like you said. He's not. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he likes playing with the girls. I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. The rule is the rule is the he rule. Can. He, he can. can, and there's nothing to prevent him from doing it. And more importantly, there may not be a good argument to prevent him from playing legally. There may not be a good legal argument to no, stop. No, they're, they're going to have to go in and change the rules, and they're not going to do that with everything that's happened with all this other stuff with the transgender and whatnot. Well, that's exactly it, because then all of a sudden this becomes a much more complicated issue, which clearly no one has a a satisfactory answer for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I think this, this rule probably will stay in, 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 uh, on the books, but to me, it's just, you know, it, 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 I mean, if you want to make the argument that maybe boys should be playing on boys teams. Okay. Well, that's fine. But that means you're going to have to find coaches and equipment and field time and and practice uh, facilities for that team. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an expensive, uh, an expensive uh, you know undertaking. A lot of high schools and a lot of towns they don't, don't want, have the ability. They to don't do really that. have the ability to do that. So then, short of you know putting in money for a field hockey team for the boys, what do you do? I don't know. There's not enough. Uh, some of these high schools don't even have enough sports for any kid to play. You know, they only offer soccer yeah. or something like that. Here's the weird part about it. It's only like two or three years ago that like Dighton Rehoboth, um, their their school budget was in such a disaster mm-hmm. that they actually thought of eliminating their athletic department, like getting rid of all of it. 
And now they're in the center of a controversy involving the MIAA and their their already legally protected rules. See, if they had just gotten rid of all the sports, we wouldn't be in this pickle. If you eliminate all the jocks from that school, I can tell you what, it might have been a happier place to be. Phil Doggy, don't they wear uh don't they have mouth guards? Is it just is it just the I think I see I've seen the kids wearing them. Some probably do. But there's not a lot of there's not a lot of protective equipment for the, you know because I'm basically they're, well, they're wearing skirts. That's what that's what that's what the, that's what I'm saying. That's the most surprising part is that <clears throat> this cannot be the only person that has gotten injured in a field hockey game, and now the only reason why it's coming to light is because a, a man is involved, a boy is involved who is playing on another team. Why wouldn't you have put those security measures in place long time ago? Like you know, with all the things that we talk about, CTE and football and, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, you there's there's other contact sports. It might not be the thing to do. Like it, that might not be part of the rules. Again, I don't know much about field hockey. Do they? They don't like punch it, each other in the face. You know do what? They? It's a it's a it's a rough game. Kind of like the way soccer is. Or lacrosse, as, a, as yeah. we're going to. The, if you're talking about moving around the field with sticks, you know, that's one of those lacrosse players have helmets and they have, you know, they might not wear knee pads or anything, but at least they protect their upper body and yeah. torso and face. So why wouldn't you do that with a field hockey player? Uh, seems- I, I think that's the that would be the easiest – that would be the easiest decision. But, the, but you know, they're the, – the, there's plenty of people who think that it's a that this is about gender, and I don't think it is. I think it's about just basic safety. Yeah, I, it it totally is. But again, why wouldn't you have put these in place years ago without or everybody else doing the the uh, bumpers and stuff like that? For- I remember playing in, uh, baseball as a kid, um, and there were there was no girls baseball league. In our in our town, I mean, it was like the town of nine thousand, you know, eight thousand yeah. kids at the time, or eight thousand fa- people, and uh, there were a couple of girls that played on our team, playing baseball. Okay, they happened to be very good baseball players. Yeah, you know, and it had nothing to do with the uh, with the uh, with their gender or or whatever, but you know, they they lived by the same rules, same equipment, and uh, everything else. But you know, baseball is not nearly as dangerous as a soccer or field hockey There's or danger to everything anything you can get injured it sure but yeah you, know, you still wear you still wear helmets you still wear yeah you know other other protective gear but that that's what i'm saying there's more there's more safety measures in place for for kids baseball than there is for a field hockey team where you're running around swinging sticks at each other yeah on the other Seems hand it's kind of dumb it's it, you know what it's it's a rough game I knew. I mean, I remember girls in high school, like you know, just like their their shins would be bruised to hell because you know they got you know someone got you know whacking them out of shins or right. you know the back of the knees with the with the stick or the ball or or whatever. Yeah, some of them got pretty seriously hurt. But when a ball comes and hits you right the right square in the in the face, oof! Eh, it's time to get a mask. It's it's time to get it's it's time to maybe start studying books and stuff instead. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I, is the safety equipment going to get in the way of play? No more so. I wouldn't think it would be more so than any other sport. Yeah. You know, I mean, their kids are wearing, you know, cages around their faces and playing, you know, high school hockey, male and female. Same dangers. Yeah, this is what I don't get about. This is kind of a dumb argument that they're having over this. That's kind of how I feel, too. It's like, 
you know, we're too agreeable. We need to pick something that we disagree on. Well, then, uh, then okay, uh, then I change my stance completely. Yeah, boys should not be boys playing, shouldn't be not playing. playing field hockey. Oh, I feel that way now too. All right, then I go back. It's okay for boys to be playing field yeah, hockey. Yeah, you know what? It is okay for. Uh, <sighs> Anybody in the mood for more waffles? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we're, we're back and forth. I. Uh, I I think people try to make controversy out of things that don't really need to be made controversy out of. Well, I mean, listen, I I understand how some people may be uncomfortable with boys playing on certain girls' teams. I get that. I I understand why you would feel that way. But when it comes to something like this, do you change the law because of this? I I don't know if you do. Is he wearing a skirt, too? I I, I have no idea. the thing there's so many more details of the story that aren't coming out here there's there's something else that happened here that somebody's upset because we're already uh pretty much well into the season i'm sure the season is nearly over and now it's becoming an issue yeah i don't uh, i don't know man i just uh i think somebody just wants to complain about something and have them well, the boy is beating us on the team. Yeah, well, you know, it took you a long time to get this rule now, in place. Now you're, gonna, you're just going to get rid of it because, uh, like, someone didn't protect their face? Yeah, think about uh, the Swampscott High School hockey team. They're living their best life right now. <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. Listen, we're kicking ass left and right. Yeah, literally. we just, we just uh, won a 2 nothing shutout. 2 nothing shutout? <laughs> Yeah. And some girl got creamed in the face. You know what I mean? That's that. That's what happens when you have. That's what happens when two teams who really want to fight for the title get together. What? I, how can you argue with it? I don't know. See, I, this is why we can't pick agreeable subjects. We should have different differing opinions on things. Well, okay. It kind of makes better uh, better conversation. Yeah, I suppose. But what are you going to do? Hey, look at the time. It's yeah, 822 on Rock 102. GG Inks. Screen for uh, 824 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because uh, he's so good at it. Well, that's what he's paid to do. Yeah. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon, as we told you, is coming up uh, three days prior to Thanksgiving, and it begins exactly two weeks from today, Monday the 20th of November until Wednesday the 22nd at 10 a.m. outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. We're going to try to fill four trailers this year with non-perishable food items for the open pantry, but they need you to make that happen. So you can start your collection up now at work or at school around the neighborhood. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, Affordable Waste Solutions, Armand Trucking, MGM Springfield, and many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. Find out how you can help. It's the 30th annual Mayflower Marathon right here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Getting uh, getting geared up for that. Uh, only two weeks away, and... Uh, <clears throat> I can't believe how quick it's it's coming up. I um, I've had a lot of people ask me if I'm excited about it, and uh, it's hard to say no. Uh, but I am really excited about what we've got planned and how it's going to work out. Last year, with just you know, with the change in venue, it made so much sense. And when you saw how it worked out and how things just flowed so perfectly, it's uh, there's a lot to be excited about. All right, I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting excited. Me getting too. Pumped up. Yes. Celebrity bartending we're doing next week. We're doing a couple of, of hockey games. Couple we're gonna of be a hockey, part of. Yeah, it's I'm gearing up, man. Yeah, I've had a lot of people ask me, uh, "Hey, when are those uh, hockey shirts going to be sold?" Uh, pretty soon. Yeah, at the game. At, I believe at the game. At the game, um, uh, the sixth, the seventeenth, I believe. The yeah, because we're gonna be at right. the we're gonna be at the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds hockey game on the seventeenth, uh, collecting food, and we're selling the uh, the, the shirts there. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, if there are many left, we'll probably sell them at uh, the Mayflower Marathon, too. I'm sure we'll figure out a way to get rid of them. By the way, we have a, uh, a comment here. It was one or one or both of your daughters who's in the hospital requiring facial re- reconstructive surgery because she was slammed in the face by a physically stronger male. You all have a different viewpoint, I'm sure. Maybe, but I also think that that injury could have happened from anybody, yeah, anybody. male or female. And frankly, uh, why wouldn't you put safety gear on? That's what I was saying the entire conversation. Yeah. Everybody's all up in arms about the, the the boy. It's it's you know what it is. The thing that rubs people the wrong way is the boy in the sport and the girls' sport thing. Yeah, you know what? I didn't make the rules. I wasn't part of the meeting. Sorry, I didn't show up. You didn't get the email. I, I didn't go to the MIA meeting when they were making the rule. You know why? Complete lack of interest. It's eight twenty-seven. Rock one hundred two. Here's your Western Mass news for eight thirty. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police responded to a shooting at a gas station on Locust Street in Springfield on Saturday night. An investigation into the incident is underway as the city continues to be impacted by an uptick in gun violence this year. Another shooting in our city. We have to do better for our young people, said uh, Ward 5 City Councilor LeVar Click Bruce who also serves as a chair of the council's public safety committee. Springfield police spokesman Ryan Wall said that officers responded to a shot spotter activation at the Sitco on Locust Street on Saturday. When police arrived, they found a 16-year-old boy with a gunshot wound. He was brought to a hospital with uh, non-life-threatening injuries. The preliminary investigation reports the 16-year-old got into the driver's side of an unattended vehicle at the gas station. Police said that the driver noticed the 16-year-old in the car, shot him, then drove away in the vehicle. I guess it's the last time he'll ever do something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that a second time. Click Bruce uh, <clears throat> said the, the situation has left him with questions. Why are we carrying a gun at a gas station? This is one of the first questions I have. Well, in case somebody gets in your unattended vehicle that you've left running, uh, that yeah, gun but comes in handy. On on most occasions, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Where your unattended vehicle gets broken into while you're, you're like getting your scratch tickets or uh, cigarettes. Yeah. The 16-year-old, where are your parents? The parent. Why don't you know where your kid or your young man is at that time? Well, first of all, it's 745 on a Saturday night. That's not unusual for a 16-year-old kid to be hanging around a gas station. I don't know what, you know, what he's implying. Well, I mean, parents, uh, you know, may know where that kid was. Maybe they knew he was going to the gas station. Maybe. Maybe they sent their uh, their kid out to go get scratchies. What Click Bruce does know, that is so weird to have to say that. Click Bruce. When Click Bruce does know, what he does know is the city will continue to invest in programs to keep young people off the streets and offer guidance, like the City Pass, which gives kids and teens free access to community centers, like the Boys and Girls uh, Club uh, Center on Acorn Street. I know our community centers are filled. Family Center, uh, Keyshawn Dodge just had a report. His family center is thriving since we put the pass out. Uh, Click Bruce also aims to continue to combat gun violence through partnerships across the city with the uh, police department and the Hamden DA's office. Are they all running for city council tomorrow? Is that? Uh, um, there is that- are city council races. I don't know if uh, if his is uh, one of them, but yeah, they're out there. Well, he's mad. Well, you know, I uh, I would be mad too. I mean, you know, Springfield has had more than its share of, uh, of gun violence this year, and it's like, well, 
Nothing stopping it. Yeah. And um, if I were him, I'd be sick of it too. Yeah. For years, those latchkey kids went unnoticed, and now they're now they're armed. Now they're armed. See what happens when you leave people to their own devices after school. Hey, uh, as someone who uh, you know who who was home alone quite a lot, yeah, you know, when I was in high school, you I mean sometimes you just want to get into trouble. Yeah, I was a latchkey kid. Yeah, there was nobody home when I got home until Same like with me. six o'clock at night. My uh, my sister would get home after I would. Yeah, from the bus, and uh, for right. a little while. You know, a good hour or so, the house is all mine. And you were left to your own devices. Yes. And what did you accomplish while you were doing that? Not a damn That's thing. That's exactly right. You would think, well, what about homework or, uh, or you know, chores? No, that's <laughs> how you have this giant record collection. You were listening to music. That's exactly time. what I was doing. And uh, some other things. Multiple crews were called into reports of a man being shot by a bow and arrow in the woods on Saturday. The incident took place in Blanford, and officials reported that two people involved knew each other. This is the different way this is written from from Western Mass News versus 22 News. They knew each other. Well, I would hope they would. Well, imagine I mean, shooting somebody randomly out in the middle of the woods. Oh, look, it's a whitetail. Oh, no, it's Bob. From down the street. Sorry. It's he's wearing a Carhartt jacket. How did I not see that? It's bright orange. Well, he had a he had a little white tail going on. I thought there was a deer. I'm sorry. The incident uh the victim was wasn't able to walk due to their injuries. Crew said that the injuries were non life threatening. So that's right, a little well, that's more good. information than we have. But man, that's really gonna take a toll at hunting camp. How do you how do you remain friends after something like that? I don't think you can. I think the the relationship is now damaged. You don't have. You used to be all buddy buddy. Yeah. You know, now your buddy's limping in everywhere you go. Now you've uh, you've tied your buddy to the front bumper so you can take him to the emergency room. Do you remember? Do you remember? Because I remember. I'm limping here. Yeah. I I would uh, you know I, I'm I'm usually one to uh, you know uh, forgive and forget. Yeah, you know, I can be uh, I can be pretty forgiving until I'm shot with an arrow. At that point, I am not as forgiving as say like you. I don't know. Let's say you uh, took the last dinner roll at lunch, or you grabbed the last beer out of the cooler. That's a better example because you know that can be replaced. That can be replaced, but right. shooting my leg with an arrow. I gotta tell you, I, I don't know how we uh, I don't know how we get beyond this. You can certainly forget about being included on my birthday party. See, I'd be busting this guy's chops now from now on. I'd like uh, I, I'd give him like a little hat that looks like a <clears throat> like a like a monument. Yeah, like they were racking him. Like sure, a, like a like a ear antlers on the <laughs> what do they call those things? Uh, uh, bust. What is it? Uh, yeah, like a mounted. Uh, yeah, like a mounted deer's head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could do that. You could put them on uh, you, all kinds of different uh, ways to. Jazz him about that whole thing. Ah, look at you. You see, your head's on a deer. Just like we would have done with the deer if we had actually killed one. <laughs> yeah, well, um, thankfully, uh, I believe it's it, the, the limit is one friend per season. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, and then you're sitting around with the other boys at hunting camp, and you're like, yeah, I got a 10-pointer up in Otis. Yeah, well, I got a 45-year-old in Blanford. <laughs> <laughs> Strapped him to the roof of the car and everything. 
Maybe they even picked up uh, like the Bigfoot out in the woods too, he, and he did that siren thing out the window. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to embrace the spirit and magic of the holiday season, look no further than this charming Berkshire County town. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. According to Country Living, Stockbridge, Massachusetts is a haven for holiday lovers. The publication has included it in, in their list of 30 most magical Christmas towns in the U.S., alongside Cape Cod, Woodstock in Vermont, and Essex mm. in Connecticut. Ann Shields of Country Living wrote, These magical American Christmas towns are ready to embrace you with open arms, opportunities for new Christmas traditions, and, of course, a warm-up cup of hot cocoa or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a, it, it is a... Uh... It is a breathtaking little uh, little town. You can uh, step into the Norman Rockwell uh, painting uh, as the town recreates the famous 1967 painting Stockbridge Main Street at Christmas, home for Christmas, during their annual festival. Mm-hmm. The public can tour old historic homes that are beautifully decorated for the holidays while strolling down Main Street lined with vintage vehicles. The publication also mentions Essex, Connecticut, which features a holiday village where guests can attend a train show or hop aboard the North Pole Express. Visitors can also stay at the historic Griswold Inn. Oh, that's a good one. But, you know, uh, there's so much to, to do and to enjoy. But uh, to be honest, the Norman Rockwell Museum is actually pretty cool. Is it? Actually, it is. It's just a bunch of paintings, isn't it? A bunch of- well, it's an art museum. Right. Yeah. Is it just his art? or is there No, art? no, there's, there's more than just his. I mean, a lot of, a lot of it is his. But there's other parts of the museum where, you know, it's uh, other New England artists. Oh, so he it's not just like it's all Saturday evening post drawings at this no, place. No, no. And then there's like a, you know, there's like a, a short film that kind of explains, yeah, uh, you know, Rockwell's, uh, you know, life and his uh, career. It's actually very interesting. Um, I liked Rockwell when he sang that hit back in the... Uh, oh, Somebody's Watching somebody's Me? Watching yeah. Me. I remember that. I wish that was Michael Jackson singing with him. Is that Michael Jackson? I think it might be here on the backup vocals. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it was Rockwell. Right. Who not only did the Saturday Evening Post, but sang that song. Yes. You're I think right. I have my history right on that. I think you're you're right in the screws, Steve. So, see, you go to like, a, like the Eric Carle Museum. That yeah. guy was all about himself. There's nothing but Eric Carl paintings in that whole museum. That's it? That's it. There's no other art in there. Just a bunch of glued up tissue Just paper bl- and uh, that's it? Yeah, a bunch of, uh, bunch of crap that somehow this guy made $90 million on over the course of a lifetime. Well, that's not crap. Let me tell you something. Uh, that story about the hungry caterpillar, Yeah, that caterpillar was hungry. Yeah, I well, believe we've all been there. Well, the brown bear was uh, pretty nosy looking at everything, peeping at people. He was curious. Yeah. And he saw a bear cub looking at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happened? And he ate the bear cub. That didn't happen. That it did, too. Did not. Okay, so we got to enhance the stories that come out of the Eric Carl Museum. <laughs> <laughs> come on, that place is an absolute delight. No, but but at least Norman Rockwell, he doesn't he doesn't need all the all the pomp himself if he's got other artists in there. Oh, yeah, these guys drew some pictures, too. Well, and Rockwell's paintings are awesome. I mean, they're 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 very uh, they're very you know, they're beautiful done and and uh, they're amazing. What was he uh, part of American history? I think it was Stephen Wright who said he had a rare Norman Rockwell photo of uh, of a man beating a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, well, that was, well, that be, was a good would, one. It would be something unexpected from Norman Rockwell if you had all that stuff there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, right. There he is beating the crap out of a kid yeah. uh, when it was all these like home lovely pictures that he drew. All like that, uh, that Norman Rockwell painting of the mob hit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The guy like falling out of his car. You know that one? Uh, you know, I, I remember my mother. I don't even know who it was, but I remember my mother. She used to buy the New York Post every day when I was a kid. Right? Right. And she brought this one home where it was a picture of a dead mafia guy on the front, like with his brains blown out on the. I just remember that. I was maybe four or five years old. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, what is that? You know, and then I wasn't allowed to see the photo. And then years later, I discovered that that's what that was. Some pretty uh, hefty stuff coming out of the New York Post, not the Saturday Evening <laughs> no, Post. No, it's totally, totally <laughs> different forms of journalism. Completely different uh, thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, oh, you like mayo? Sure. South Carolina has a mayo tasting trail. Really? Yeah. You've heard of the wine tours and farm tours. Kentucky has the bourbon trail. And now South Carolina has the mayo trail. Where you can sample mayonnaise? Yeah. If you're a mayonnaise fanatic, you know Duke's. You ever hear Duke's? I've heard of Duke's. Well, this is big down south. Uh, The brand was created by Eugenia Duke in Greenville, South Carolina more than 100 years ago. And it has a big loyal following. Now Greenville has an unofficial mayo guide which includes 20 stops showcasing mayo in different ways. There are six snack spots, 14 meal must-haves, and four historical stops celebrating Dukes. The trail is a self-guided tour, so you can hit up the featured places whenever you'd like, since, you know, 20 mayonnaise dishes is a lot for one day. <laughs> you think you knock them all off at once? Well, that's that's what they that's what brings well, you back for more. Well, you, I, anybody could knock down 20 glasses of wine. I mean, not any. It's not recommended. I mean, usually just a couple of glasses. That should be fine. Yeah, but, but after, if, after a little bit, don't you don't think, hey, well, I've, I've, maybe I've I've hit my limit. No, this is why you this is why you prepare and space it out in between, so you can drink and drive to the next place. <laughs> the trail also seems open ended, like the Bourbon Trail. As long as the places offer these dishes, you'll be able to do it. So you don't have to cancel your Thanksgiving plans to squeeze in an emergency trip to South Carolina. It goes all year long. Do they uh, have any uh, examples of what's on the menu? Uh, well, let's see. I'm looking here. Uh, tomato pie sandwich. That sounds delicious. Sure does. That's secret sauce made with Duke's mayo, cheddar, mozzarella, and basil seasoning. You got the crispy chicken sandwich. That's also made with uh, the mayo. Uh-huh. The upcountry turkey sandwich. That's uh, Havarti cheese, turkey, house-made cranberry chutney, uh, Duke's mayo, house... Made honey wheat focaccia bread? Focaccia. Whatever. <laughs> it all depends on how you eat it. <laughs> I suppose hey, that's true. I hey. suppose we should wrap it up right there. Yeah, what do you that's think? Good, that's uh, good. That's your Pioneer good. Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you enjoy being part of a team? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851, and yes, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. By the way, speaking of uh, yes, Trevor Rabin from, uh, from yes will be joining us during the Mayflower Marathon. That'll be pretty cool. He's got a brand new record out. Yeah. He'll be talking to us uh, in just a couple weeks. That's going to be uh, that's gonna be sweet. We got, uh, I haven't heard from Bob Marley, which is weird. 
he's been busy. Yeah. He's been doing shows all over the place. So oh, we'll get a hold of him. Uh, we'll probably get him at the last minute. <laughs> it's happened before. That's uh, that's the way it does. Listen, I just uh, this is my frustration with local news about not asking questions and not you know, being accurate with information. By all accounts, this bow hunting uh, hunter reportedly shot with bow and arrow in Blanford Woods. I just read the story about 10 minutes ago. Multiple crews were called into reports of a man being shot by a bow and arrow in the woods on Saturday. The incident took place in Blanford. So it makes it sound like somebody mistook a deer for a, you know, a human or whatever. Right. Well, I just got a voicemail from a guy who's related to these two guys that were in the woods and uh it was an accident somebody tripped and then accidentally got you know stabbed with this arrow i don't know the exact thing but that's not the story that's being told right why why wouldn't somebody say for all the things that they tell you they saw when they were on the scene why wouldn't you ask questions and go you know what? This is a horrible accident. This wasn't some idiot who went out in the woods and decided to shoot at something that he didn't know what he was shooting at. Right. It, it's it's an accident. It's it's purely an accident. I can see that happening. I can see somebody tripping on something in the woods and some you know uh, getting stuck by something from another person that's following you. Right. Well, I mean, one, you don't know what was the source of this story. There may not have been a whole lot of information. There may have been nobody to ask because if this happened over the weekend, there may not have been anybody available to ask those questions for. And on the other hand, uh, that's not really a good excuse, I guess. <laughs> but, it's not. I know. It's but, not but, at all. That's not journalism. That's not what that the journalistic thing is getting the who, what, when, where, and why. Yeah. But but oftentimes, that you know, how many times have you heard like a story that came directly from the police department? With very limited details. Yeah. Maybe it's intentional because it could be an ongoing investigation, but you only get the very least of the information. But, uh, and, and you and I have agreed with this for forever. It's still the obligation of the reporter to ask at least a couple of questions. And if they can't get that information, it either doesn't become news or you specifically state the police gave no further in information. But but the whole morning we've been talking about two buffoons out deer hunting in the woods going, oh, I yeah. shot my brother Bob, you know, that kind of thing, when that wasn't the case at all. Yeah, well, now we figured it, now we've corrected ourselves. This is our retraction. Yeah, how 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 many retractions do you think you'll see on TV this week? None. That's Probably what I'm saying. Not. They don't even follow up this story. This was from this one was from Western Mass News that was published uh, yesterday and hasn't been updated since. You think you'd call and say, "Hey, whatever happened to that guy with the bow hunter thing? The guy that got shot?" And then you have the cop go, "He didn't get shot. He it was an accident. The guy, yeah. fell, you know." And then you get the real story out of it. Anyhow, listen, we got uh, some tickets to give away. You ready for this? You don't want to listen to my my nonsense. No, Steve, I listen to your nonsense all the time. But we still have uh, Grunge Fest tickets to give away. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, November 19th at 4 o'clock at the Four Seasons by the Lake in Stafford Springs, Connecticut, featuring uh, Revelations. It's a Chris Cornell tribute band with Sage King and Rotten Apple and Alice in Change tribute. 
Uh, tickets are available uh, there, and we happen to have a pair. Actually, uh, yeah, actually have a pair, a four pack of tickets. Ooh, take that back. How about that? Four pack of tickets to Grunge Fest that can be yours. Tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one. Well, good luck to you. It's uh, eight fifty six on Rock one zero two. Okay.